Alrighty, um, hello. Okay, so the audio's better this time. My Sorry for that, um, third episode there. I think my mic wasn't actually completely plugged in, so I think my computer was picking up, like, it was using the mic, like, directly from the computer. But, um, hello, welcome back to Feminist Fangirl Podcast with Emma. I keep adding in the podcast, but that's not technically in the title. Welcome back to Feminist Fangirl with Emma. And if this is your first episode, welcome. We talk about feminist topic, ideas, and other stuff in a casual way. And I just hope that I'm able to spread some information to people and learn and talk about something that's totally awesome and cool, which is feminism. So last episode, we talked about kind of the origins of gender roles. So this episode, um, because last episode, when we talked about that, we kind of touched on a couple of things that I enjoy talking about or a couple of things that I'm really passionate about. So one of a couple of those things were like the difference between biological sex and gender identity and what those kind of mean and how those are separate from each other. And then we also talked about this book called We Have Always Been Here. Great book. And then we also talked like I talked ever so slightly briefly about COVID and the internet and the sharing of information. So those are three ideas that I, I'm i really passionate about or I think that are very important or I think have a lot of impact. So over these next three episodes, we're going to talk about one of those things. And the topic that I've decided to pick for this one is to try to talk more about gender identity and biological sex and what those kind of look like and how those maybe affect feminism and you know a little bit about the LGBTQ because number one I am an LGBTQ member and I also think that LGBTQ brights are right up there in the forefront of feminism because feminism is kind of like fighting misogyny fighting for the rights of genders and I mean like that's just kind of goes hand in hand with fighting for any type of rights so I think it totally be a-okay if, if we talked about LGBTQ rights on this podcast if we talked about the rights of minority groups like you know like racism discrimination it all has to do with like my- minority rights and it all has to do with you know letting the smaller groups and minority groups have a voice in a world where they're sometimes shut out and have to use big, you know, scenes to almost get heard. That's why that's why a lot of time these protests, protests and stuff will lead into riots because people just get so angry of not being heard. That's something that we can um, get into too. So yeah. Wow, that was kind of a long introduction. Hope everyone's doing well. I'm doing pretty I'm doing pretty okay. I'm I'm really tired today. Uh, I've been, I've, I found out that I had an ear infection, not COVID. I actually got my first COVID test ever because I was sick, you know, and can't go out symptomatic. So got it, came back negative and found out that I have an ear infection instead. So I've just been dealing with that. It's, it's gotten a lot better, thankfully, but still, still a little bit sick. And then it's gotten very, very cold here. I totally jinxed it with the last uh, podcast, but It snowed. It like snowed, snowed. So it was snowy on Halloween and it was really, really cold, but I was indoors, so it was all right. No trick or treating for an 18 year old. (laughs) Not anymore. Plus, I'm like almost 5'10, so I haven't been able to get away with trick or treating for a very, very long time. But I still had a lot of fun on my Halloween. 
hope everyone's Halloween was good. And if you don't celebrate or like Halloween, then I hope that your Sunday thirty first night was great. I I personally really like Halloween, but I also don't have like any um, religious connotation or anything to it. I just I totally see it as like spoopy season and a fun and a reason to like kind of get into cosplay <laughs> um, throughout the whole month of October. So lots of fun, lots of fun. But yeah, I totally understand that some people don't uh, celebrate Halloween because it's like, because, you know, of of the connotation to like spirituality almost and demons and the devil and kind of like, you know, like the extra, ah, no, I was going to say extraterrestrial side of things. I think that means more aliens, but like, you know what I mean? So yeah, love Halloween. Kind of sad it's over. Um, because I was, obvious because I got this ear infection, right? So I've had it for about a week now since like, because I woke up feeling like stuffy, um, for the last podcast and now I've just stayed sick. So I've been, I've been dealing with this ear infection for about just over a week, just over a week now. And it kind of put a hindrance into my Halloween plans. I had to like decorate all sick because I decorated really late, unfortunately, but I like decorated sick. And I wanted to do, like, a bunch of different cosplay looks, I guess. Like, I guess I would call it cosplay, to be honest. Or I guess, like, a bunch of different, like, Halloween looks or, like, costumes. But because I was sick, I was, like, I was not that into it. Plus, I had school on top of it. So it was just, uh, ah, so sad. Get, we'll get we'll get them next year. We'll get them next year. Plus, I can, I can do makeup whenever, really. Who says that it has to be October? Who says... May Halloween, Halloween was good. I hope hope everyone had a good time. And yeah, I guess this can bring us into us talking about gender identity and all that jazz and a little bit into like how that translates into the LGBTQ community and what some of the terms in that acronym mean. Because it's actually a really long acronym. It's not just LGBTQ. It's, I think, the shortened version of the the true shortened version of the acronym now is LGBTQIA, but like the actual acronym, if I I should look it up because I actually don't know the like I know most of the terms. If you tell me the term, I can describe it and I know what it means. But I can't just like come up with all of the terms just on the spot using the acronym. So I'm just gonna pull it up quick. And then I guess we can go through some of those terms and then I will kind of get into what they mean and specifically like we'll dive into the ones that affect gender mostly because there's kind of two sides to the LGBTQ. Three, if you, depending on how you look at it. Uh, I look at it as almost three, but you have like sexuality and I think there's like two branches of sexuality. So it's like there's two, how I view it is there's two different sides one side is who you're attracted to, so, like, who you're attracted to, and then the other side is, like, your level of attraction, because if we look at some of the terms, which we'll go through, um, there's two terms, like, aromantic and asexual, which means that when you're aromantic, you only feel sexual attraction towards people, and then that's actually quite a broad scale, like, one asexual, one aromantic person will look, will look and act and behave in a relationship a lot differently than the next aromantic people just depending on what you're comfortable with um and then if we look at asexual then that means that you 
don't feel any sexual attraction towards people and you only feel romantic attraction towards people. And once again, like that's a scale because one asexual people, sorry, one asexual person will feel a lot more comfortable or uncomfortable with different things than another asexual person. Because some people, like just for an, for an example, just like from some stories I've read, uh, there's uh, asexual people that feel comfortable with masturbating because they see it as almost like a pleasure thing, less of a sexual thing. But then there's other asexual people who don't necessarily feel comfortable with that, but they feel comfortable pleasuring their partner because they they see giving pleasure as not necessarily a sexual act upon themselves. So it's just, it really depends on how you view it and what you identify with. And yeah, and then the other part of the LGBTQ is kind of more gender. So that's like your gender identity and how you portray your gender, essentially. And there's a bunch of different terminologies that describe different uh, gender viewing and different genders. Different ways that people like express their gender or how people feel in their gender, I guess, is kind of a better way to put it. So I in this time, I've because my dog started barking, so I, I had to stop the podcast to shut them up. I forgot to pull up the acronym, so I'm going to do that again. L-G-B-T-Q-I-A, full acronym. Full acronym. Boom. We're going to start off with the first one, which is L, which means lesbian. Now, lesbian traditionally meant a woman who is attracted to other women, so like a gay woman, but the term has kind of been more broadened. Especially with people feeling more comfortable with coming out as non-binary and that being more broadly accepted. But I guess people kind of view lesbian as more of a feminine side of attraction. So like a non-binary person can consider themselves a lesbian if they're more attracted to, you know, feminine types, I guess, like like females or non-binary people or etc or a lesbian can also be i don't know like bisexual people can consider themselves lesbian if they are more female preferenced even though they're like bisexual so it's a it's it's become a term that is used more broadly but traditionally it meant women who have emotional or sexual attraction to other women and then the next one so g is gay that means that you're attracted to the same gender that you are so men liking men and women liking women i can i feel more comfortable oh my gosh my dogs i feel more comfortable saying that i'm gay over using lesbian but i would consider myself um lesbian gay and queer because i would personally i would date a non-binary person but i also feel very very strongly in my gay identity i guess it was something that you know it took a while for me to really feel comfortable with so it's some, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe you don't know what I mean, but I mean, why, why you gotta slap labels onto things anyways? Am I right? And then, so the next one we have is bisexual. So bisexual means that you are attracted to two genders, the two genders of male and female. And that actually, I, the bisexual, bisexuals, bisexual people take up the largest percentage of the LGBTQ, but are often the most misunderstood because I feel like, I don't know, I see sexuality as very ambiguous. You know, I think that people fall, you know, into relationships or fall in love with people more based on the person and less with like their their gender and their physicality. So I see it as very 
ambiguous sexuality. So I think that, like, it makes sense to me that bisexual would be, like, the largest percentage of the LGBTQ. Because, I mean, like, I, I would go for I would go for a little Nas, if you know what, <laughs> if you know what I mean. So even though I'm, like, a gay woman, it's just, there's a couple of men that I'm, like, okay, well, maybe, you know, you know. Yeah, so then next we have transgender. So that's kind of when we get into our first gender versus sexuality type. So a transgender individual is someone whose gender identity does not correlate with their biological sex. So that means that they have gone through a gender change. So a trans female would be, they would have been born biologically a male, but are a female and vice versa for a trans male. And then next we have LGBTQ. Q means just queer. It's a very generalized term. It basically means that, you know, you've got you've got a little bit of LGBTQ in you somewhere, whether that means your gender identity or your sexuality. Uh, it's a very it's a very broad term. I, I enjoy it. Queer. I love I love using the term like queer culture. It's I don't know. It's fun. It's something that I think is used to or has been more than now but it's something that was kind of used to de degrade gay people uh you know you'd be like oh they're a queer but it's something that i think is changing and i think it's a po i do think it's more of a positive term now than it was so i i do like that word next is questioning which questioning people are completely valid in the lgbtq so that just means that you don't know for sure, but you are questioning whether or not your sexuality or gender is what everyone tells you it should be, aka maybe you're not straight, or aka maybe you're not the exact biological sex you were born as, so. Everyone, everyone goes through the questioning phase at some point. I definitely did. Um, then we have, oh, intersex! I actually did not know intersex was considered, like, a part of the LGBTQ. Boom, look at us! Oh! I'm sorry, I just knocked my thing down. Look at us learning together. My thing's just broken. I'm sorry. Let me fix it here. There we go. So intersex individuals is someone who has both female and male sex organs. So even though I've said in the, you know, in my previous podcast and in this one that there's two biological sexes, that is actually not true. That is not always true because individuals can be intersex, which means that they are born with both female and male parts, which literally means that they're basically born non-binary, but people just kind of assign them whatever gender seems more comfortable. Like if they're more obviously female, they'll probably be labeled female, or if they're more obviously male, they'll probably be labeled male. But I mean, like at that point, their their gender is like literally like so ambiguous. Um, anyways, so yeah, it's when an individual is born with male and female parts and yeah. They're neither when they're born, but once again, because your biological sex does not coordinate to your gender identity, that doesn't mean that they're not a woman, man, blah, blah, blah. They're just, you know, they're just a person. And then, so next we have two-spirit. No, sorry. Next we have pansexual. So pansexual is a little bit, it's very similar to bisexual, and I think a lot of get, people get um, confused with the two terms. But the biggest way that I dif differentiate them, like differ them, is bisexuals are specifically attracted to the two genders, male and female. And that's what they kind of look for versus pansexual people aren't attracted to any specific gender. They're just attracted to the person, if that makes any sense. So it's like bisexual people, 
in terms of men and women, we'll look at it as like pear and apple. They're like attracted to pears and apples, but a pansexual people would see a banana and wouldn't care. I guess. I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's a terrible way to explain it, but yeah, that's kind of like the biggest difference between the two. So Two-Spirit, I don't actually know that much about, and I would recommend that you would go and talk to or listen or search out medias or videos or information from actual, like, indigenous people. Um, but brought, like, from what I know, Two-Spirit is kind of, it's more, I think it's more gender, and it's it's a term used by some indigenous individuals to describe a a third gender in their like traditions and in their culture but once again I don't really know too much about it it's not my culture I would really recommend that you go and like reach out to other people to get a better understanding of it but that's what two-spirit is it's technically um in the LGBTQ in the full yeah in the acronym which is awesome and then we have androgynous so we have androgynous, which means partly male and female in their kind of more appearance. So I mean, I'm probably sure you've heard, probably sure you've heard of people dressing more androgynous, which kind of means you know they're representing both sides of genders. Beautiful thing. We also have asexual, which we spoke about for a little bit there. So asexual, briefly again, is you don't feel any sexual attraction towards individuals only like a romantic attraction towards them and then uh the opposite end of that would be aromantic which means that you don't feel any romantic attraction to people and you only feel sexual attraction to people as well as the term non-binary is in there which means that you don't identify with either gender so it's not a third gender which i think people get really confused by so when we talk about like gender it is male and female still. And when we talk about non-binary, it's not that it's a third gender. It's just that that individual does not correlate with either female or male. They're just them, you know? And then we have gender fluid, which means that um, it's individuals that feel that they're both male and female. And depending on the time, they'll feel more strongly with one or the other. I actually knew, I knew an individual who was gender fluid and how they would show what pronouns they went by that, that day is they would have buttons, like he, him, she, she, her. It was usually pretty easy to tell as they would, they would dress up more feminine or masculine depending on what gender they felt correlated with that day. But sometimes it's not always that obvious because obviously you can feel feminine and not be dressed up traditionally female, right? So... Yes, and then I feel like I'm missing a couple other, but I, that's all that it has on this one. Yeah, okay, sorry, I just read a thing that said pansexual people are gender blind, so when they look at a person, they don't see gender at all, versus I feel like bisexual people are specifically attracted to a person because of their gender, if that makes sense. I, I feel like I'm missing, I feel like I'm missing a couple because I know, and I forget the term of it right now, but I actually didn't hear about it until this year. But it's like a term where your sexuality changes depending on the day. Which, like, so you can be attracted to females one day and attracted to males the other. Um, once again, I'm not too, too, too sure on... I'm not very good at describing that one because that is a term that 
Well, I don't even know the term, but that is something that I heard of like very, very recently. So I would recommend reaching out to individuals who are actually that to kind of hear more information about that. And so, yeah, that's kind of like, that's the LGBTQ for ya. That's, that's the lineup. Oh, cisgender. That's an important one, considering we're talking about gender today. So cisgender, oh, my dog again is going off. So cisgender, it, she keeps barking when I search it. Oh my, I'm going to freaking. Um, so cisgender means that the gender or biological sex that you were born as correlates to your current gender identity. So me, my, I am a cis, I am a cisgender individual because I was bio, my biological sex is female and I identify as a woman. So they correlate with each other. My pronouns are she, her, everybody. And yeah, so that's kind of like a little brief introduction into the LGBTQIA acronym. The full one is intensely large. There's so many, there's so many terms in there. One term that is not in there and will never be in there is super straight because, and if you ever, if you, if you knew about that trend, then you would, you would, you would know what I'm talking about. But there is like a little bit of a trend there. I'm glad to see that it's, it's kind of dissipated, but where people were trying to say that they were super straight because they weren't attracted. They were only attracted to quote unquote real women and not and of course, it was all, all I ever really saw was men saying that they were super straight. To be honest, I, all the videos, all of the information, all of the articles that I read about, it was only men that were saying this. So honestly, that's just the information that I'm getting from. But they were saying like that they were attracted to real women and not trans women. But that is very transphobic in and of itself because it's okay to have your preferences. Like I, I understand, like I'm a gay woman, but I would date trans women because trans women are women in my opinion like that's that's just how they are that's who they are but I understand like the preference of maybe wanting to have your own biological children which as of right now trans women cannot have or I don't know I can't I couldn't really tell you but the thing is when you deny that a trans woman isn't a real woman then you are being transphobic because you are not respecting their gender identity and you are not respecting that they are truly a woman because there is no difference between a cisgender woman and a, a transgender woman really I mean other than that transitional period but both of them are truly women I am just as much of, of a woman as a trans woman is because gender identity is something that you identify with it's not has it doesn't have to do anything biologically so the term super straight not a part of the LGBTQ never will be it's not a valid sexuality because all it is is misgendering transgender individuals and it's not cool just saying i was quite i was quite mad at that trend to be honest call me a snowflake if you will but i think that's also a really dumb term like oh sorry that i'm actually respecting humans like a nice person call me a snowflake that's whatever but yeah Sorry, I guess I got a little bit into ranting there. I feel like I've derailed from my usual positive attitude of this podcast. Dang. Anyways, but I mean, like, I'm just sharing the inform. I mean, you gotta know that you're misgendering people when you're doing that. I mean, like, maybe they don't even realize that they're doing that. I mean, that's why I got. That's why you gotta tell them. I gotta share this information. You ever, if you ever see someone genuinely using the term super straight send this podcast, send them this podcast, send them right, send it right to them, please. 
love to get some proper information out there. So, yeah. So, I just want to, um, so, yeah. So, I just kind of wanted to expand about, um, expand what I ta talked briefly about last episode a bit. So, we were starting to get into, um, gender identity and what, I can't remember why we specifically, oh, because we were talking about the origins of gender roles and, like, so, yeah, when we're talking about, like, the gender part of the LGBTQ, we'd be talking more, like, you know, the transgender, cisgender, non-binary, intersex, and gender fluid kind of more, you know, like, those parts of it, because uh, that's the gender side of the LGBTQ, uh, which, you know, is very important, especially with, like, this, this idea of gender identity, and before, like, see, I... I definitely view gender identity as something that is 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 a feeling, you know, you feel correlated with with a gender or or not. And I think that's I think that's something that's really important to emphasize on is that your gender is something that you feel and 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 that's something that like it's, it's so true because as even as a cisgender in individual, because, you know, I went through that phase, I had really short hair and I was, I dressed very much traditionally what we uh, originally like associate with males. So I would like wear sweatpants, longer shorts, uh, t-shirts, sweatshirts, and I would get misgendered a lot. You know, I had a lot of people thinking I was like a man from the back would call me sir, would think I was, like, a little boy. And it was really hurtful. It, it really, um, it really detriment, like, I guess, like, it, it really took a blow to my self-confidence, to be honest, every time it would happen, because I was like, well, no, because I'm, I'm a girl. And, you know, like, everyone would just kind of, like, brush it off. Like, it's fine. Like, you have short hair. Come on. Like, of course it's going to happen. But the thing is, like, it, it was honestly truly really hurtful because I was like, well, well, no, like, you might be able to just brush it off because it's not, it's not you. But to me, like, I'm like, I'm a girl and it, it does really hurt to not be recognized as that. And that's, and I think that's like, I like, that's my personal experience with gender and gender identity. It is something that you really identify with over something that you're just kind of born as, right? Because even as a cisgendered, individual which i know that i have so much more privilege over transgender transgender individuals because transgenders people especially minority transgender groups so black transgender people latino transgender people they are the most at risk group of people right now like there is so much violence against them there's so much discrimination there is so much misconception and it's it's absolutely terrible. And and for what? Because they're just honestly being happy with who they are because they finally feel, you know, they feel comfortable with expressing their true gender identity. I think that's insane. But, you know, like even as a cisgender individual, I I've been misgendered. I've been I've been berated for how I express my gender identity, you know, like just because I'm I wasn't associated with traditionally female things I was presumed to be male and I think that's kind of ridiculous because I'm not male I was never male I'm never I never have been I've always identified as a woman but I would get misgendered because I wasn't I wasn't fitting like the gender role of a woman like once again like this totally f goes back onto gender roles and it's like I think we think that gender identity is so strongly put with bi biology because we have been put into boxes. Like if you had a penis, then for some reason 
you had to go and get a job, you had to go work, you have to, you know, be emotionally constipated essentially you have to wear pants you have to wear shorts you have to be associated with the color blue you have to be you know roughhousing you have to like sports you have to you know have that garage at least traditionally for um north american you know societies right and then like what decides that like that you have a f like that you have a penis that's that's what decides it i think that's ridiculous i think that is absolutely ridiculous and your gender identity, like, has nothing to do with your biological parts and, or how you physically look or how you physically blah, blah, blah. Like, just because you have a freaking vagina does not mean that you're just a, because, like, as I said, like, it's, it's like those inter, like, and then we look at, when we look at, because a lot of people argue against trans people because of science and you're like, well, uh, you're not a real woman because, because of your blah, blah, blah. And I don't want to say because it it's very disrespectful. Because number one, trans women do not have penises. They just have different looking clitorises, to be honest. Or different looking whatever they call it. Because every person, you know, they reference their private parts uh, differently. Because of how touchy of a subject it is. Because people make it out to be such a big deal. They'll be like, well, biologically, you can't be a woman. And I would argue that, well... There's so many intersex, like intersex individuals that you would accept as being women or male, but they technically have either A, internal parts that are male or female, or B, parts that you can't see. So what makes it okay for, let's say, an intersex individual who identifies as being women, and they have like an, a, a vagina, but internally they have like large levels of testosterone. So they have both fe female and male parts, but because they look female and because their outer regions are female, then that's fine like that biologically makes sense but be but it doesn't matter about the internal parts like it's just very contradictory and biology does not exactly correlate to gender identity uh, by any means and this is something that i think is actually very important to talk about because of the discrimination that transgenders um trans individuals face they're almost because you know what maybe it doesn't make sense to you maybe you don't quite agree with it but the matter of the fact is, I just don't understand how you can treat a person, no matter what their gender identity is or their biological sex. I don't know how you can treat a person as less than yourself, because at the end of the day, all we are is humans and all we want out of life is to live a happy life. And I don't understand why we feel the need to berate people for just feeling content with themselves and feeling happy with themselves, even though it's not a choice. If you do view it as a choice, then, like, honestly, we live in a free, like, at least in Canada. Like, this is, this is coming from the perspective of a Canadian. But, like, we live in a free society. Like, we live in a society where people are free to make their own decisions. Like, you're free to choose every single morning if you have caffeine or not. You know, if you drink a cup of coffee or not. Or if you smoke a cigarette or not. Like, that's, that's the thing about living in a country where we have choice. You have choices. And you can't berate people for making these choices. So even if you think it is a choice to be transgender, which it is not, because once again, your gender identity is something that you feel. You don't just choose one morning to, to switch up your gender. It's it's something you you feel. It's something that maybe has always been there, but you were confused by it because the information is lacking. Like the sex education in schools it shares barely any information for transgender individuals all we learn about is the basic definition of it and what the t means in lgbtq we don't we don't go through the emotions that they feel we don't go through the dysphoria that they feel we don't go through the struggles we don't go through what it exactly means and what happens 
when you are a transgender transgender individual like where do you even begin once you realize that the body that you were born into doesn't feel right you know what i mean like how, how do you even know where to start because that information isn't talked about in society and in in media um transgender people are so underwhelming like so underwhelmingly represented it represented and the representation that they do get is often berating and it is often shown in a terrible lighting to be honest and i think that is absolutely ridiculous so i guess like at the end of the day what i hope people kind of take away from this episode is that biological your biologically like your biological body parts and your biological sex does not cor correlate with gender identity because gender identity has nothing to do with it does nothing to do with physical anything. It has nothing to do with how you look. It has nothing to do with the body parts you have. It has nothing to do with that. Your gender identity is just how you feel and how you represent yourself and how how you feel you are as a person. So whether you feel you are a woman, whether you feel you are a man, that is your gender identity. Whether you don't feel like you are a man or a woman and that you're non-binary and that you use the they, them pronouns, then that is your... That is your gender identity. That is how you feel. That's how, you know, yeah, that's how you, that's who you are, essentially, right? Like, I, like, I don't know. It's, yeah, you have the body parts that you do, but you also have the gender identity and the gender feelings that you do. And yeah, people can feel a different gender on different days. That's where gender, gender fluidness comes in because that's just how you feel. And, and for you to deny how other people feel, you, you don't get to do that. You don't get to do that. Like, I know, I'm sorry, I keep saying that, but, like, you don't get to do that. You don't get to, like, because you're not that person. You never will be that person. You will never understand how that person feels or what that person's thinking. And so for you to just be like, oh, well, that's stupid, just because you've never felt that way is ridiculous because they're not feeling the same way that you are. So how come, how come it's not ridiculous that you're feeling the way that you're feeling? You know what I mean? Just let people be people. And at the end of the day, your gender identity does not have to correlate with anything biologically. Because I will tell you right now, if I if I was born a man, if I was, and I had a penis, I would still feel like I was a girl. I would feel wrong in my body. I would feel, I would still feel like that femininity. I would still feel like I would want to use she, her pronouns because to me, I'm a girl. I feel like a, like I feel like I'm a girl. That's my gender identity. And anyways, yeah. Oh yeah, and then we sorry, we were talking about pronouns there for a little bit, so that just kind of got clicking to my head, like the use of different pronouns and why they're really important. So gender gender pronouns go right along with gender identity and gender, like, yeah. So pronouns go right along with gender identity. It's a way that people, like, express themselves, right, is through, like, their pronouns. So especially, it's very important for non-binary people in using they them pronouns because those are gender neutral pronouns as they don't correlate with either gender and for some reason it is extremely hard for people to use these pronouns even though they use these pronouns almost every single day but let's let's go through like a little bit of an example so let's say you have a non-binary friend and they go out to the supermarket look how easy that is if you don't know someone's gender you use they them pronouns anyways like if, or if you're describing, like, a group of friends that have multiple genders in there, you use a gender-neutral pronoun, they, them, because you you don't know the specific gender of that person. Like, it's really not that hard. But um, I actually don't know too, too much about all of the pronouns. There's, like, this whole thing about pronouns, like, some sort of... I forget what it's called, 
but there's like a name to it and it's like the actual genuine like gender like how many different gender pronouns they are there are and what they all specifically mean but you know the main three him him his she hers they them right and usually you know if you're if you're male you usually tend to use he him but you can also i don't know be you can also be like a boy and like using they them pronouns because that's what you feel comfortable with i don't know you know you just gotta gotta listen to people but pronouns are a great way of Great thing to talk about. They're a great thing to ask people what their pronouns are. I don't think that's a disrespectful question by any means. I think that if you can't tell if a person is male, female, non-binary, etc., that it is totally okay to ask for their pronouns is to be like, so what pronouns do you go by? Because then at that point, you're not like it's 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 so much better to do that than to assume because the moment you're assuming you're. I don't know. You don't assume people's gender. Like, if you... Because here's the thing. The only reason why we even assume people's genders in the first place is because of gender roles, right? Like, we see someone with long hair and a dress and we assume they're a girl. But, well, that only happens because of our traditional gender roles that we follow. Like, those don't... Like, gender and assuming people's gender actually has nothing to do with anything otherwise. Like, how else can you assume someone's gender? You can't see beneath their clothes to know what kind of body parts they have. Like, I mean, like, there's some man pecs that are as you know that look exactly like boobs like I, you know biologically you can't make that, that those inferences so the only way to realistically get a tell on someone's gender without using those preconception ideas of gender roles is to ask for their pronouns and it's it's a wonderful thing to ask for someone's pronouns i think that is so much better than ever assuming someone's gender because assuming someone's gender or misgendering an individual is is extremely harmful and especially towards transgender individuals because it can create the idea of like dysphoria and feeling absolutely wrong in your body and that's not cool by any means so always ask for people's pronouns if you don't know it's way more it's way more better than uh, just assuming or use gender neutral pronouns if you don't know because they're gender neutral for a reason right like if you don't know someone's pronouns how hard is it to be like oh look at them over there i love their outfit because you don't know their their gender i don't you know it's so much better than misgendering individuals and and this happens a lot too is like for some reason people like to sit there and analyze like ooh are they a woman are they a man no like why does that matter why does that why does that matter you don't need to know you don't have to know and they most likely like if you're questioning that they're most likely non-binary or they're most likely like you know not traditionally fitting the gender roles of man and woman so you can't even make a good tell of that right so you know, it's always good to ask, or if you don't know, use they, them, and don't make a mockery of a person, because they're just a person trying to make life, they're not an art exhibit for you to sit there and analyze, right? They're not there for you to pick out certain parts and try to figure out, like, ooh, are they a man or a woman? No, they're just a person, and just because they don't correlate with the idea of man or woman doesn't mean that they're, I don't know, that they're any less, it doesn't mean that you can, that doesn't mean that they're not a woman or a man, like, I don't know. You know, all that jazz gets me all riled up because honestly, for some reason, like it's something that I've grew up always just believe, like believing in. Like I can't even, other than when I was young and I didn't even know the terms, I can't remember a time that I didn't accept transgender individuals. But I grew up in, like you know, it was mostly just me and my mom. But 
both of my parents extremely accepting of the LGBTQ, which is a wonderful environment to grow up in because, and like they let, they, they allowed for me to have a lot of my own like space to think like I, a lot of the political ideas that I have, a lot of the social ideas that I have, I actually was able to find on myself without influence from my parents because they really allowed for me to find myself and I actually really appreciate that. And, and like they allowed for me to find my ideas and my information almost like on my own. Like there was no force. There's no forcing of political ideologies onto me. I mean, my mom just isn't a political person to start with. So she can't really be. But, you know, but like it's something that I've always accepted. I've never it's something that, you know, I've always seen trans trans men as men, trans women as women. And I've always seen them as equal because they are. Every person is equal to each other. No person is more superior or less superior by any means. But I, I mean, like, and so I, I just hope that we get to a point where maybe like one day we don't even have to use the word trans. Like women are just women and men are just men, you know, I, I would love to see that. Yeah, I just I get really... I think it's something that's really important to talk about is the awareness of trans individuals and gender identity because it is something that is being more broadly accepted so a lot more people are coming out, a lot more people are feeling more comfortable in expressing their gender identity. But the, even though it is slowly getting better at accepting, as I said, transgender people and specifically minority transgender people are the most at risk for violence and murder so it's very important to talk about because we got to make sure that we have this understanding of them and we have to understand that they're they're just like anybody else right and so um on that note i guess this will uh wrap up the end of our podcast eh so this was episode four technically the third official episode follow me on instagram if you want the handle is ziggy o z i g g y O zero O, or you can follow my podcast Instagram, which is just feminist fangirl underscore. I also have a TikTok, which is the same handle as my first Instagram. Uh, that Z, that Ziggyo, Ziggyo. And yeah, thank you, thank you for listening. So because it's the end of the podcast, I guess we will break out the cat piano again, because uh, we gotta do that. It's my little outro song, of course. So we gotta turn this on. Um, we're gonna go with the. Cause I was Catwoman last night, so I got to wear cat ears out. Um, so I think it would be fitting for us to do the meow. For this episode, and I think I think because I actually I really enjoy talking about the LGBTQ as an LGBTQ member. Um, we're gonna do like a nice little upbeat type of song. Am I right? Like a little. We do a little samba. Oh, I guess I gotta turn up the volume. Yeah, I like that. That's really good. Okay, so let's get into it, shall we? Whoa, I said that so wrong. Let's retry. LGBTQQQ and gender identity are cool and awesome to talk about and are important to talk about because transgender individuals are the most at risk and we have to protect them and make sure that they are understood and heard.
Thank you. I'm sorry, that <laughs> that was probably about like the most chaotic song that I've had so far. I am so sorry about that. But I mean, like, because it's true. I think like this is a great this is this is important stuff to talk about because it's it's genuinely affecting people's livelihoods and their life. Like, I think everyone should have equal opportunities to live the best life as possible. And if you can't even like get ahead because you are, you know, you are faced with discrimination and violence every single day. I, you know, you're not even you don't even have the same equal footings as other people. Man, I just got right back into the podcast. Hey, this is supposed to be the end. <laughs> Whoopsies. So that wraps up our podcast. I hope you liked my song. Thank you so much for listening and joining. I really appreciate everyone who gives it a listen. And I really hope that you enjoy listening to me because I really do enjoy making these episodes and I really do enjoy doing this. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I hope that you have an absolutely wonderful day. So on that note, goodbye.